Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name's Joey Weaver. He's Mike McDaniel. Mike, week 13, it's Rivalry Week. Are you ready to roll? We're already at Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. Wow, that's a tongue twister, Joey. It really is. Um, it, it is hard to say, and it is easy to uh, end up with a, a bit of a tongue twister there. Yeah, we got a big weekend in the ACC here. This is going to release Mike on uh, Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. So happy Thanksgiving to you and to anybody listening. Uh, we are, are. It's sad to see the regular season coming to an end here, but we have one really good weekend here set to help conclude the whole thing. And Mike, I would argue this might be the best weekend of the year in terms of ACC football and matchups and some some fun games we've got in front of us. Let's dive right in. We're going to do these straight up, Mike, in chronological order. I We did not put any more thought into it than that, although the more that you go on, maybe arguably the less interesting it gets. So we got to start Friday afternoon, 3.30 p.m. on ABC. I don't think you're going to be there. I think you're going to still be uh, trying to ignore this in West Palm or you know Miami or Daytona or whatever beach in Florida you're at, St. Somewhere. The Virginia Cavaliers, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite, going to Blacksburg against your Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike, Hokies have won, what is it, 14 in a row, 15 in a row? And they are 14 now in a row. 14 in a row, and they're home underdogs against the Cavaliers. I, I don't know how you're feeling about this. I'm not feeling particularly great, but the biggest thing in my mind is can Virginia get over the mental block that is trying to beat Virginia Tech as Virginia Tech has not lost this game since the kids playing here were like in what, like first grade, if that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yet. <laughs> and yet, uh, so a couple things here. Number one, Virginia is the better team than Virginia Tech. Let's start with that. They yes. are the better football team than Virginia Tech. With that being said, this is a rivalry game that Virginia Tech has taken care of business in each of the last 14 years. Can Virginia get over the mental block of A, playing as the favorite on the road, B, realizing they are the better team and playing as the favorite on the road, and C, getting the job done on the road, right? Which, a few different things. One, it's a rivalry game. You throw the records out. Right. I mean, everything throw gets pushed out. aside, throw them out in a rivalry game. Right. Um, Virginia Tech's really, really bad. They're really bad. Uh, but can they find a way to get it done against UVA? I think UVA is the better team here. I can't believe I'm saying this as a Virginia Tech alum and fan and the whole nine. Joey, I think the streak ends on Friday. Whoa. Whoa. I think it's I think it's done. And um I, look, Virginia Tech's had their fair share of victories here in this rivalry over the last five years that have been a lot closer than I think they wanted them to be. This game will be close, if anything, because Virginia Tech is not very good and UVA is a lot better than a lot of people are giving them credit for, particularly on defense, which is bad news. For Virginia Tech offense, it's really struggling to move the football. Um, and also, you know, Virginia only has a handful of guys, and we talk about this every week, only a handful of guys touch the ball on offense. But Virginia Tech's kryptonite under Bud Foster historically have been running quarterbacks, Joey. 
Oh, Running no. quarterbacks give Virginia Tech a really, really, really hard time. And I see that being more the case this year than it has been in the past because Virginia Tech can't stop anything on the defensive side of the football. Virginia's playing the long con here, Mike. Yes. Recruiting the JUCO mobile quarterback. Yeah. They they wanted to find a way to sneak that in there and really finish the job, right? Oof. Um, give me Virginia, Joey. You I don't know if they half. cover. I think they win by a touchdown. Oh, my oh, gosh. No. Virginia by, a, Virginia by a touchdown on the road in Blacksburg. I think they end the streak at 14. I think they knocked the Hokies out of a bowl game for the first time in over two decades. I think this is the year. I think they get it done. Mike, if if last year this was the Mike and Joey hate Miami podcast, I think this year it's the Mike and Joey trade depression podcast. Um, okay, so Virginia Tech has lost four in a row. They are three and seven against the spread this year. And by the way, in that four game losing streak, I've picked them to cover three of the four games. They've covered in none of them. Um, Virginia, on the, on the other hand, seven and three against the spread this year. They're pretty good. Um, I'm so tempted to take the Hokies, Mike, and just keep making the same mistake every single week, thinking that like it can't it can't happen. It just is not real and. I mean, as questionable as Virginia Tech was last year, they won this game 10 to nothing, right? Like, that's worth something, isn't it? That that it, as questionable as we thought they were and as much as Virginia was playing on a heater at the end of the year, that they got shut out at home by the Hokies. Problem is, this isn't the same Hokies defense. Not even close. Um, Georgia Tech had a bit of a time trying to defend them last week. Virginia Tech's defense in a much worse spot. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this either, but Mike, I think I'm with you. Give me Virginia in the three, or and I'll lay the three and a half. Um, Cavs win this game, yeah, maybe by about ten points. I, I don't know how close this is going to be. Uh, I'm going to go Virginia, maybe thirty-one twenty-one. Cavaliers in this game, man, it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. Totals fifty. You'll probably leave that alone. Yeah. Uh, leap this whole game alone, but I think Virginia wins. Streak might be over for the for the uh, the birds there in in Blacksburg. Whew. All right, let's move on to Saturday, Mike. Noon on the SEC Network. My Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets on the road in Athens against the number five Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Tech, a seventeen point road dog in this game. Uh, Georgia been good. Been real good. They're the defending national runners-up. I will make sure to mention that as many times as possible. Um, Georgia Tech has been really good lately. They have won six of their last seven games and all this. Um, Georgia has won, I think, seven of their last seven games. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind. No, they've, they've won, uh, you know, 10 of their last 11 games, put it that way. Um, I just, look... I want. I think Georgia Tech maybe makes this a competitive game. Give me 17 points. I think I take the Jackets, getting 17, maybe shorten the game, ugly it up a little bit. I don't think they have a realistic shot to win. I think this is a 10 to 14 point game. Georgia kind of cruises, might be a little bit of a look ahead spot. I'm going to take the 17 with Georgia Tech. 
Um, say that they cover here, but Georgia still wins pretty comfortably outright. Uh, let's go Georgia Tech. Uh, or excuse me, Georgia to win outright by a score of like 35 to 20. Something like that. 35, 20. Yeah. We'll go with that. I think Georgia Tech can ugly this up a little bit. I think they can shorten the game. With that being said, I think Georgia wins and covers here. Um, not to say Georgia Tech's going to get blown out, but I think we could have a backdoor cover situation. Um, I'm with you. Don't see the path for Georgia Tech primarily on offense. I think Georgia will be able to shut down the Georgia Tech offense. Um, you know, to put the Jackets behind the sticks, forced to Juan Marshall to throw into a very good secondary. Um, I don't like their chances there at all. On the flip side of the coin, I think Georgia Tech's defense could hold up okay, particularly because while Georgia's running running game has been really, really good this year, um, Jake Fromm, you know, if there's one way to beat Georgia, it's and it's not necessarily a good way because Jake Fromm has been good. Um, but I think the, the path to beat Georgia is to shut down the run and make Jake Fromm throw. Um, he's capable of throwing on this Georgia Tech defense, but I think Georgia Tech will have a better chance to win the football game if they put Georgia in obvious passing situations uh, and make some plays on defense, create some turnovers, that sort of thing. I just don't think Georgia Tech can make enough plays in this game to, to keep it um, keep it competitive enough to give themselves a chance to win. Don't see the path. Uh, give me Georgia. They win. They cover uh by i think they win by 20 to 24 points um not to say it'll be a blowout but i think georgia gets a late score late to cover spread this was a blowout last year uh but i think a lot of that had to do with georgia tech quitting especially on defense right as ted roof was on his way out so it was 38 7 last year i don't expect that kind of game um i do expect a multi-score win by georgia though one thing I will bring up, Mike, you mentioned that Georgia Tech's defense, the biggest thing that they got to do is figure out how to stop the run. I mean, they, they've they been pretty reasonably effective at stopping the run this year. I mean, they're, they're top half of the ACC in a yards per carry kind of situation against the run. Typically where they've been burned is in the past, especially where a pass rush doesn't get home and the secondary is playing kind of off receivers and that kind of thing. So Jake Fromm's going to have some easy throws to make. I assume he makes them. I assume Georgia's able to move the ball relatively effectively. Uh, so, yeah, let's go uh, Georgia Tech plus the 17, but not by a whole lot. Not by a whole lot. We mostly agree. Mostly, yeah. Noon on ABC, the Florida State Seminoles, a six-point home dog against the number 11 Florida Gators, Mike. Florida State trying to extend their bowl streak uh, and, and desperate to do so. They got a big win last week over Boston College. Now they got the Gators coming to town. They couldn't quite get it done as a one-point loss to Miami earlier this year. Can they get one against the Gators and, and at least split games against the Sunshine State here? Uh, I think Florida State can pull off an upset here. I kind of think they can too. This isn't this isn't a great matchup for, for Florida here. It's not. Uh, the reason why I think this is because I just watched I watched Florida play South Carolina a couple weeks ago trail by a few touchdowns come fighting back behind felipe franks i think florida state can figure out a way to shut down the florida rushing attack um get you know bottle up jordan scarlet enough where it's now the felipe franks show 
And Florida State's got some athletes in the secondary who are starting to play with a little bit of confidence. And defensively, Florida State is fighting for a bowl game. Uh, Florida really doesn't have a ton to play for here. I mean, I guess they have an outside shot at the New Year's Six. Um, we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, they probably need a couple things to happen in front of them. Uh, they got a pretty big bowl game they're going to be playing in regardless here. Um, but obviously not playing in the SEC championship. So how motivated are they besides the fact that it's a rivalry game? Florida State, meanwhile, they're trying to extend a three-decade-long bowl streak at home. They've been disrespected all year long, rightfully so. They haven't played their best football, that's for sure. Uh, but they've been better over the last month and fine all year. Um, DeAndre Francois made some throws last last week late. Um, you know, to put Florida State over the top against Boston College. He's playing with a little bit of confidence right now. Uh, Florida State's got some playmakers at receiver who are starting to make some are, are starting to make some big time plays offensively, which has really helped them over the last five or six weeks or so. Uh, I think Florida State pulls us off, Joey. Ooh, uh, no, 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 straight upset. Straight upset. Um, at the very least, bet them plus six. I think they can keep it close. Um, and, and within the margin for error there. But give me Florida State, Joey. I'm taking straight up here. Ooh, take the six and, and outright. Um, and a nooner? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, Yeah, it's like I think Florida State has the capability of winning this game. Whether or not they do is a different discussion entirely. Um, I, You know, they played – not great, but kind of okay in spots lately. I'm not really selling this very well. I'm going to go against you, Mike, here. I'm going to take Florida. I'm, I'm going to lay the six with Florida, say that they win this game comfortably. I, I don't have a great feel for this game whatsoever. But, Mike, let me say this. The thing I do feel really strongly about in this game, the total is 52 points. You call it. What am I going to say? Take the under. That's my ACC pick of the week, Mike. Under 52 oh, points. Baby. Florida and Florida State. There is no way these two teams are going to score up in the 20s each. I think this is a low-scoring slog of a game. Florida's going to make a mess of Florida State's offense. Florida State's defense is going to give Florida's offense some problems. I don't think this is a high-scoring game at all. I'm going to lay the six with Florida in a low-scoring game. That's kind of a lot of points, especially on the road. But give me the Gators here. Um, let's go 21 to 10, kind of a low scoring kind of game. Um, but I, I think Florida state's going to have a lot of problems moving the ball on Florida's defense, um, especially given their offensive line was. So I'm going to go Gators minus six. So we disagree. Okay. Noon on ESPN, the number 20 Syracuse orange in Chestnut Hill, taking on the Boston college Eagles. Mike Syracuse is ranked. Boston College, a seven-point home favorite, which tells me that on a neutral field, Boston College still four points better than Syracuse, even though Syracuse is ranked. We have talked a lot about how Syracuse may be a bit of a phony-ranked team. You know, they're now eight and three on the year, but who are your wins against the whole thing? This is a bad matchup for the Orange. I think I like Boston College at least to win outright. Um, I might lay the seven as well. I, I just feel like this is a bad matchup for Syracuse. Boston College is going to run the ball really effectively, and their defense should be able to hold up fairly well on the uh, Syracuse offense here. Uh, the time control factor for Boston College in this game, I 
I think is really important. I think BC is able to keep the ball out of, if it, if it is Eric Dungey uh, playing, we'll, we'll find out. Dino Baber said he hasn't practiced all week, um, but, you know, we'll see if he's able to get in there in this game. Uh, if it if it's, you know, Eric Dungey, if it's Tommy DeVito, regardless, it's going to be important for Boston College to keep the ball out of Syracuse's offense's hands. But even so, Boston College is a pretty good defense that Clemson struggled to score against a couple of weeks ago for a while. Um, Florida State struggled to score against them really in, in its game in its entirety last Saturday. So Boston College, really good defense. I think the front seven gives Syracuse some issues here. Uh, I do think Syracuse can throw into the secondary. So DeVito slash Dungy uh, should be able to make some throws if they have time to throw. But the Syracuse offensive line hasn't been very good. I think Boston College will get enough of a pass rush there to get home, make life difficult. I don't see Syracuse being able to run the ball that effectively on Boston College, which does matter. Um, and, and a lot of Syracuse's designed runs, quite honestly, have been with uh, and if he's not in the lineup, they don't like to run Tommy DeVito nearly as much. They want to throw it a lot more with DeVito than they do with uh, Dungey. Um, the run pass, uh, the the run pass spread in the offense is much much different. Um, they throw the ball a lot more with DeVito. I think Boston College can get home. Uh, so we'll see who the quarterback is for Syracuse. Regardless, I got BC laying the seven here as well. Um, I like them at home here. I like their ability to run the ball against Syracuse. I think Anthony Brown uh, will be able to throw into the Syracuse secondary. And I just think it's a bad, bad matchup for Syracuse. I'm with you. I'm taking Boston College. I think they're the better team. Mike, uh, worth noting here, this is a game outdoors in Boston uh, in November. They're going to go into halftime, and it's going to top out all day. It's going to top out at about 44 degrees. You think Syracuse wants much of playing in that? And I realize that they're from upstate New York themselves, but they play in a dome and all this. I, hey, that might not be great for a team that likes to sling the ball around a little bit and versus a team that likes to run the ball and be physical. Uh, yeah, give me the dudes. Lay the seven. And uh, they win outright against a ranked Syracuse team. I think it's an eight and four year for the Orange. I like it. Let's move on, Mike. Way into the future, all the way at 12.20 p.m. on the ACC Network Extra. Yes, we're still doing that this week. Uh, NC State, seven-point favorite on the road, taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. It's a big rivalry game as every year. UNC coming off a big, big win over Western Carolina. Uh, <laughs> so they've got some mojo in their court. But other than that, NC State has been a significantly better team all year. Seven points on the road. I realize it's a rivalry game, Mike, but I just don't know that UNC has a whole lot that's going to be stopping Brian Finley in this offense. I am glad to give a touchdown in this game uh, with the Wolfpack. Are you? I am. Okay. Um, Go side I like bet. I like NC State to win. I think North Carolina will be able to cover. Um, we talked about NC State being quote unquote significantly better. Um, I think they're better. I'm not sure how much better they actually are. Um, who are NC State's win against, wins against, right? Um, we, we've been go, we could go through this with 90% of the ACC this year. Um, but NC State really scared me when they played Wake Forest and did not play well about a week and a half ago on a Thursday night. Uh, I get that NC State's coming off of a blowout win against Louisville. Quite honestly, I think North Carolina's a better team than Louisville. Um, I, I know the records are about the same, but I think North Carolina's got more fight in them. Um, I think they're better. I don't think this is a 52 to 10 game. 
uh, like like we just saw last week with Louisville uh, um, losing to NC State. I do think NC State's better. It's a rivalry game. I think North Carolina's got some fight left in them. I think they'll find a way to scrape together some points and keep this thing competitive. Even if it's a backdoor cover situation, I do like NC State to win. They are the better team. But I'm not sure how much better they are than North Carolina. I get the records are a lot different. I get NC State is in a prime position to make a pretty good bowl game. Uh, North Carolina's lost a lot of close games this year. It's a rivalry game, and I think they're good enough to hang with NC State, especially if NC State plays the type of game we just saw them play against Wake Forest not too long ago. Mike, you say they've kept all these losses close, but losses that they've had inside of seven points, only two of them. Yeah. They lost to Virginia Tech by three and Syracuse by three. Other than that, lost by seven to Cal, uh, to like 22 to East Carolina, uh, 37 to Miami, 10 to Virginia, 10 to Georgia Tech, seven to Duke. I don't know why. I mean, the rivalry game factory has to be considered, I think, but – I just it, it feels like North Carolina is going to maybe pack it in a little bit here. It's, it's been a bad year. We, we're questioning the future of uh, Larry Fedora and the whole thing. NC State, I don't you could make maybe kind of a perverted argument that they're still in the running for like a New Year's six kind of bowl. I don't think that's even a realistic discussion at this point. But, you know, they, they could still be maybe the third or fourth team picked out of the ACC. And that's including Clemson and Notre Dame, who are probably taking up playoff spots. So I think. I think NC State probably has more to play for here, even though it is a rivalry game. Uh, give me the Wolfpack. I'll lay the seven. I feel I feel okay. good about that. Uh, 12.30 p.m. ACC Network Extra. The Wake Forest Steeman Deacons on the road in Durham against the Duke Blue Devils. Mike, Duke is a 12-and-a-half point favorite in this game. That is way too many points. That seems like a lot. Uh, get the Wake Forest hasn't been all that good, uh, but – God, I'm not sure Duke's 12 and a half points better than anybody right now. Uh, that's just, I don't know. Seems like a lot. I get that they're at home, but it seems like a lot, Joey. Mike, I saw some of the angles that Duke's defense took trying to tackle Syracuse or uh, the Pittsburgh running backs a couple weeks ago. What the hell are they going to do against Greg Dortch in this game? Mm. <laughs> mm. Speaking of which, we forgot about a Dortch report. We didn't – well, we sort of forgot, and then I I looked at it, and it was like, we might just pass on the Dortch reports this week. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of meaningful contributions. Greg Dortch, though, still really good at football. Don't get that wrong. Real good. Um, yeah. Wake plus the 12-and-a-half. There's a chance they could win this game outright, Mike. Um, I like Wake in the spot. I Duke has been super up and down all year long. I, I really just cannot imagine laying – 12 and a half points for the Blue Devils right now. No, it's a, it's a confidence thing. I, I think Duke wins. They're better. Uh, they're at home. A lot of reasons why they, they should win, and, and I think they will win. I just – it's been a roller coaster ride with Duke all year. Uh, I, I think they're better. They got Daniel Jones, who's better than uh, Jamie Newman, I guess, at this point, playing quarterback for Wake Forest. But, you know, look, I, I'm not sure they're 12 – half points better than anybody and that's really what it comes down to i'm looking for value in these picks i'll take duke to win but i think wake Forest covers 12 and a half i mean it's nearly two touchdowns for a game for wake forest that yo they'll fight for dave clausen you know they'll be ready to play i just don't see them losing this game by two scores i, th I think it's seven ten points here 
Duke's two and five against the spread in conference play, by the way. Um, so keep that in mind. So yeah, I like my chances there. I like my chances there. Then I, I agree. I agree. So we're both taking Wake Forest plus the twelve and a half. Don't know that they necessarily win the game outright. I think Duke could win a squeaker here, maybe three to six points, something like that. But um, definitely, definitely, we'll take double digits with Wake Forest here. Uh, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN, Mike. The number 24 Pittsburgh Panthers on the road taking on Miami, our Hurricanes. And once again, an, a ranked ACC team is on the road against an unranked team, and they're give or getting a bunch of points. Miami, a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, and weirdly, I don't mind the Hurricanes. I I don't mind laying less than a touchdown in a game that is a a get back game and b I I'm a little concerned at how Pitt's going to move the ball on Miami's defense, who still seems to be trying like some, which might be enough. Maybe I, I like Pitt here though. What's that? Say that again. I think I like Pitt here. Really? Okay. Yeah, I like Pitt, Pitt. getting five and a half. Yeah, Pitt's rolling right now. Um, you know, we just had Kenny Pickett pull a Nate Peterman, kind of come out of nowhere and throw for 300 yards. That's the thing. Um, won't happen again this week, but it was fun while it lasted. Uh, running game, really good for Pittsburgh. You got a two-headed monster with Allison and Darren Hall that I think is worth something. Um, Miami's coming off of a blowout win in Blacksburg against a team that's not any good, which is cool for confidence, I guess. And Shout out to Miami for making the bowl game. Um, I like Pitt here. I think Pitt's the better team. Well, I, for better or worse, they're playing better right now. Um, with that being said, like, does Pittsburgh, does Pittsburgh look ahead to the ACC championship? Like, could that actually be a thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, look ahead to get stomped. But, hey, it, this game low-key is really important for Pittsburgh. I think it – you know they're ine- they're inevitably going to get blown out in the ACC championship game on December first. But if they win this football game against Miami, they might be in line for a better bowl game once they do get blown out by Clemson. So keep an eye on that. You know it's still an important game for Pitt. Uh, for Miami, they're just getting ready to play in like the Sun Bowl or something. So I don't know. But they- but it is a get back game. They did lose to them a year ago to ruin the perfect season and all that good stuff. But um, Give me, give me Pitt. They're playing better right now. I guess on the road. Miami doesn't have a home field advantage, so it doesn't really matter. So give me the Panthers. I will say if Pitt I, – I, if you're Pitt, I would really encourage you not to be looking into your crystal ball right now because you do not want to see what next week has in store for you. That, but, I do, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we may, but most of us don't, or most of you don't at least. Um one of the interesting things, Mike, I think that is worth considering here is that Miami in their last five games, four of them have been on the road. Um, and, and against Virginia, Boston College, Duke, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, again, Duke only the only home game in there. This might be a bit therapeutic for Miami getting back to their hometown. Um, Pitt making a long trip, Thanksgiving week, the whole thing. Again, a get-back game. I don't think this is the best matchup for Pitt. I question how much I can trust their defense to hold off a occasionally explosive Miami offense. I'm going to lay the five and a half with the Canes. Um, I, I'm going to think that they, they can win this game by at least seven to 10 points at home. We'll see. 
We'll see. I don't We're know. disagreeing a lot here. We are. This is this is unusual. This is like <laughs> the one week of the year I thought we were going to agree, and most of the weeks we we tend to agree a lot more than this. But that's okay. It's okay. We will see. We we got a, a little bit of a score to settle here with our uh, picks of the year. Um, barely over five hundred for me, and a little better over five hundred for you. But we could uh, flip this week. We'll see. Move on, Mike. Seven o'clock ESPN. The number two Clemson Tigers, a twenty-six and a half point home favorite against the South Carolina Gamecocks. And as much as that is just a boatload of points in a conference rival, or a, not a conference, but a, a rivalry game, I'm not getting away of the train. I'm laying twenty-six and a half points with Clemson. Give me the Tigers. Something like what forty-two to thirteen, or something like that. Lamb. Lamb. Just lamb. Don't think twice. Lamb. Um, Don't really have a lot to say about this, Joey. Maybe Debo runs a kickback or something, and that's how South Carolina covers. I mean, that's the only way they cover, because offensively they're not going to move the ball enough uh, on this Clemson defense. No chance. Clemson's defense is suffocating people right now, and I don't see mm-hmm. I don't see it going well for South Carolina at all, a team that's really struggled to move the football for the better half of the season. Um, a team that a lot of people thought was going to take another step forward this year under Will Muschamp hasn't really been the case. They've struggled with quarterback play. Running the football has been something. Uh, defense has not been as good as advertised. So South Carolina is like a decent team right now, but they're not nearly as good as a lot of people expect them to be. And Clemson is rolling. Their defense is playing their best football of the year, and offensively they just continue to get better. Give me Clemson huge in this game. Cover 26-and-a-half. Don't even think twice. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things, Mike, that it's just – if this was at South Carolina, I maybe I would start to feel a little bit nervous for Clemson, but in this spot, I just don't. South Carolina is not going to be able to go into Death Valley and like give Clemson much of a game here, I don't think. Um, yeah, I think Clemson rolls here. Um, biggest maybe concern is that they get caught looking ahead to Pittsburgh. Yeah. But, I mean – I'll leave that right there. Ah. Just leaving it there. Okay. Last game, Mike, 7 o'clock on ESPN2, the Deuce. Look, the Louisville Cardinals hosting the Kentucky Wildcats. The Cardinals catching 17 points at home against Kentucky. That's the kind of year it's been, Mike. And you know what? Don't think twice about laying the 17. Just give those points with Kentucky. You might just want to – bet it outright because Louisville probably couldn't cover a spread to save their lives at this point. Just, just lay the points and don't think twice about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of not thinking twice, Joey, I saved the best for last. Oh this no. Is my pick of the, this is my pick of the week. Ooh, smart. Yes. Smart because Louisville can't stop anybody and they have completely and totally quit. Don't care that it's a rivalry game. Uh, Kentucky's got a running back named Benny Snell and look, if you don't know anything else about Kentucky, just know that he's really good, and that's all you really need to know. And Louisville, not going to be able to stop him. Uh, Benny Snell, pick your number as far as yards and rushing touchdowns in this game. Pick a number. I'm going to go Kentucky 250 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two things to know about Louisville here. Number one, their defense is giving a total half-assed effort here and does not want any part of Kentucky's really physical rushing attack. Number two. Louisville's offensive line, bad. Kentucky's defensive front, really, really good. 
it is a terrible matchup for Louisville, even if they hadn't quit. And just don't even think twice about it. Just give those 17 points and just feel good about it. And if something happens and somehow Louisville finds a way to cover, just know it's been that kind of year. It's been a weird year because that's that's what it would have to take. Yeah, no chance they win here. Absolutely not. It's like zero, zero chance. Basically, yeah. When you start a game, you have zero mathematical chance to win. It's like an FCS matchup, except it's two Power 5 teams. So yeah. congratulations, Louisville. You're basically Rutgers now. Uh, basically, Rutgers might be better. <laughs> oh, that was fighting words, Mike. Yeah. Well, in any case, Mike, that's all our games. Uh, nine games involving ACC teams this week. We've got the ACC-SEC challenge going on with Georgia Tech and Georgia and Florida State and Florida and Clemson and South Carolina and Louisville and Kentucky. Uh, other than that, we've got a bunch of conference rivalry kind of type games, including such classic rivalries as Pittsburgh and Miami. But in any case, it should be a fun uh, fun weekend of ACC football, a good conclusion to the year, good uh, distraction from family if that's what you need, and a good talking piece with family if that's what you need, or, you know, just whatever. Um, so we kind of disagree on a lot of these. Um, but, again, picks of the week. I've got Florida State, Florida under 52 points. Uh, you've got Kentucky minus the 17 against Louisville. I feel pretty good about both of those. You might want to parlay those if, you know, it's, it's, you know, consider it. I don't know. Um, yeah. So this should be fun. Uh, Mike, anything else before we take off here? Uh, for the record, I think we agreed on actually most, most of the games straight up. I think it was just spread picks mostly. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I took Florida state straight up. That was something we disagreed on. Mm-hmm. I and- took it straight Pit straight up, and that was about it. I think we agreed on pretty much everything else. It was just spread picks, which is fine. That's betting stuff. It's cool. Yeah, and it's it's one of those weeks where, again, several of these games have some pretty large spreads. So you taking Georgia to win straight up, me taking Georgia to win straight up, but keeping it within 17 points is – I mean, that's one discussion that we could have. Um, but it's that's the kind of thing that's got to be used to make these games interesting sometimes. So um, that's, that's kind of where it's coming from. But – yeah, uh, we pretty much agree on the winners here. We both agree that I think Virginia covers three and a half. Uh, we believe Georgia wins. We believe Boston College covers seven. Uh, NC State at least pulls one out, at least close. Uh, I, I'm laying the seven with them. Taking Wake Forest in the 12 and a half, but Duke probably in a close one. Um, Clemson minus 26 and a half. Kentucky minus 17. And then, yeah, a bit of a toss-up on Pitt at Miami. But um, – in any case, again, it's a good lineup. A lot of these games on national television, so would really recommend everybody get a get a big heap and gulp of these games while you still can before we, uh, you know, move into the postseason and the dreaded off season. But um, Mike, any uh, any big Thanksgiving plans? I know you you're still playing a road game, right? We're we're talking about you're in Florida at the beach. Are there any uh, big activities planned for Thanksgiving Day, or just you know drinking on the beach and eating and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, drinking, eating, and football, the American dream. Um, down here with a lot of family. So that's right. That's, that's my thing, man. Um, I know you got a brisket potentially that you're, uh, you're hell, going to be- hell yeah, I do. 11 and a half pounds of brisket goodness. Um, gonna start that Wednesday late in the evening, if not early in the morning on Thursday, and have that ready for mid afternoon on Thursday, and then uh, kind of settle in and watch some football Thursday afternoon. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then Black Friday, uh, you know, wife and 
in-laws and such might go shopping for you know Christmas gifts. Father-in-law and I probably going shopping for beer. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good Black Friday time well spent. Yes, I would say so. Absolutely. Going shopping, going shopping for beer never hurt anybody. Not at all. So yeah, if you get the chance to do that, I, I'd highly recommend it. It's a very uh, very fruitful experience in my uh, in my experience. So really recommend it. One more thing, Joey, real quick. Yes, sir. It's gonna be a really quick ACC championship review. Yes, it is. Um, luckily, we we will get to preview. What is there? There's an NC State game in there, and assuming Virginia Tech beats Virginia, God help us. There will be another game, but yeah, uh, ACC championship preview should be fairly quick, and um, that's probably best for all involved, frankly. Even Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Pitt. If you've got that crystal ball, just just leave it on the shelf for now. Um, Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Leave it on the shelf. You don't. You don't want it. You don't want it. Uh, Mike, we got to get out of here. We got to watch these games. We got to celebrate Thanksgiving and and watch the end of the ACC season here. Um, so while we do that, they can find us on Twitter. I'm at FGRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. You guys can send us an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns to the longest email address known to man. Basketball Conference Podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Hoorah. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And Mike, tell them where they can find us on the social medias. Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our Please do. Please do. You can also find us on YouTube if you want to watch videos of these recordings. I, you know, hey, some people do that. Uh, you can kind of see us taking sips off the beers every so often, which, you know, that's just the thing that we do. Um, but yeah, you'd have to just go search for us basketball conference on YouTube. We do not have a fancy URL or anything like that. Uh, Mike, anything else before we get out of here, watch these games and come back and recap them later. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, looking forward to seeing how all this stuff turns out. There should be some really interesting matchups, I think. So should be one last fun weekend of ACC football before we get into the uh, real nitty gritty of the upcoming competitive, dangerous ACC championship game between the Clemson Tigers and never, never mind, never mind. The Pittsburgh Panthers, they're, 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 they're going to be there too. Already dead. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> oh dear. Um, Mike, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll talk at the end of the weekend. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I'm Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, to hell with Georgia. Ooh.